Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. What's happening, Derek? Oh, same old, same old. Just uh, still trying to recover from uh, camping and all that stuff. It's been bu- busier for you than me. It's been slightly busy. You've been doing stuff. A little bit. Well, we'll go into that in a minute. Uh, we were up at Mew Lake this weekend because, you know, I mean, paddling's long done for the season. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it well, it's it's the hard water season, yeah. right? So you got to find stuff to do in the hard water season. Well, and what a lot of them... <clears throat> trippers canoe trippers and kayakers that i know uh turn to is winter camping exactly instead of hibernating like the bears do people are and you see it more and more now like there's a lot of uh a lot of people that i'm used to seeing tripping in the summer and hearing them tell stories about summer tripping and they're now doing winter trips so it's nice to see that like people are combining like they're 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 expanding their season they're expanding their skill set as opposed to just Huddling in front of the TV all winter. Exactly. Turn yourself off and seeing what's on the tube. So we were up at Mew Lake at New Year's. You guys weren't. You, did, you didn't go to New Year's. I didn't go to New no, Year's this year. didn't go to New Year's this year. I had experience last year. I thought I'd skip it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we booked for, uh, it's, it's the winter in the wild. In Ontario here, it's the family day weekend. So This is the fifth year they've done winter in the wild? I think so. Uh, it's, it's been a few years successful. now. It's very successful. Well, it started out slow, and like I said, a lot of people come up for a day trip and, and do stuff. But they started out with a few uh, hot tents up there and stuff like that, a few winter campers and that. There were 53 of them this year. I'm sure that was uh, what, what we were told, was yeah. 53 mm-hmm. hot tents this, this year. It's like the largest gathering in Ontario they're figuring. Yeah. Of hot tents. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, there was trailers. There was RVs. There were some people cold tenting and stuff like that. But yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Um, Very we, cool. It we, was like minus thirty, minus thirty one. Yeah, the one night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there. I mean, you go up there. So we booked our site. We set up our tent and stuff like that. Uh, so I actually took the same site I had last year. Oh yeah. Yep. And I mean, you you, you wander around on the Saturday. We got up Saturday morning. Um, it should take me about an hour to set up camp. It took me. 11, 12, 13, <laughs> morning, yeah. Well, you were socializing five, too much. Five hours to set up camp. <laughs> Everybody drives by and, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Meanwhile, Tracy's sitting on the pot picnic table looking at me like, I am freezing. Set up the tent, start the hot stove, or I will kill you now. <laughs> yes, exactly. She's holding a shovel. <laughs> so, you know. Let's get on with this. But but Saturday's the the day that everybody comes wandering around and and they're looking at the hot tent demos and stuff like yep. that. It was an absolute beautiful weekend. Oh, the it was sun fantastic. was shining yep. and and everything, right? So, yeah, like I say there was hot tents, there was cold tents, there was RVs, there was trailers. And when people are walking around that have never done winter camping before. And that's that's a big thing. There's lots of questions. Around. There's, yeah. there's demo sites and stuff. A lot of questions. And they get to go into the different types of tents, the different styles, and check out different setups and stuff like that. And, I mean, we've the big thing last year with us was I did the wood floor. Yes, um, and I saw other people doing that. And it was funny how many people had wood floors yeah. this year, which is kind of <laughs> cool. But even even still, like... I was, we tweaked things a bit differently this year, uh, even from, from New Year's. Yeah. There was a couple of changes we made and it's nice to, to pick up tips from people 
But it's also nice to see that people who have been doing this for 10 years or so come in and going, oh, that's a cool idea. That's brilliant. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, we, we got a few of those as well. If you're going up for the day, and this is something to keep in, in uh, mind for next year. You, you come up the Saturday, and Algonquin puts on a lot of different events for this, like little things for this yes. weekend. Yeah. Um, it's a big production. They they make yeah. it. They it's a full on production. Well, and of course it's all Saturday, but they've been talking about maybe doing a few extra things on the Sunday as mm-hmm. well because yeah. the Monday's the holiday. Yes. So, so people are still yeah. Nobody's leaving on Sunday. It's yeah. it's like it's a full yeah yeah. So they had guided bird walks. They had beginner uh, essentials of winter camping talk by Dwayne and Haley Sontag, the yeah. camping family. So they were yeah. at the visitor center giving a a tent to, or a uh, a presentation on beginners, you know, if you've never hot tented before, winter camp, this is what you need yeah. to think about. Uh, there was meet the naturalist things, discussing animals that are active in the winter and how they survive, how bears handle winter Ontario. Uh, they were talking about black bears and polar bears. And there's now grizzlies. And now grizzlies. Yeah. <laughs> thinking. Uh, wildlife snowshoe excursion. Yep. So you, you go out in snowshoes with a uh, park naturalist and you discuss uh, discusses wildlife that's active in the winter and they point out, you know, look bird tracks and stuff. And if you're lucky, you saw the Martin, which I did. You did. <laughs> uh, and it was funny because we were leaving. Tracy saw a squirrel. Is that the Martin? Because just quickly, right? And they go, yeah. no, that's that's a squirrel. But one of the guys we know named Martin was actually right at the campsite where we were parked. Yeah. I go, no, that's a squirrel. That's Martin. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you could, I couldn't have planned that better, right? <laughs> Uh, there was, uh, there's the ice skating rink. They had a campfire and a barbecue. Uh, there was a fireside talk and winter night hike. And so they were, they did a, the park naturalist did a talk about the sights and sounds of winter at night. And then they all went in t- for a little hike into the woods along one of the trails. Yes. They did a wolf howl and somebody said that they heard a wolf. Yes. I was there for the howl. Were you there for the yeah, howl? Yeah, I was there for it. I was so, in it, the and tent eating. Yeah, at first you'd like, you don't, you don't really know at first because there's enough people out in the airfield that were camping and stuff. Like when we all hiked out, there was somebody way at the back that started howling and stuff like that. Right. So when the, uh, when the naturalist, when the, uh, parks guy, he, he did a couple howls and there was a response. And, uh, so, and I was thinking, is that a guy over at one of these, another campsite? Is he howling back at us? But the consistency and the regularity and there's no extra embellishments and stuff. It's like, oh no, that's a wolf. So, and it, it didn't seem like it was that far away. I, I'd give it like a, a kilometer or two. Right. And uh, so you could hear it very clearly, probably maybe less than a kilometer or two. But, uh, so it was very consistent in its responses and uh, so at the end, he says, okay, well, now we have to, now we're, now that we've got the response that we're looking for, now we're going to show them dominance or something. And so he got everybody in the crowd to howl and there's no howl back. <laughs> 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 so I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident it was not just some, some uh, smarty pants off in the woods that would howl back at us. I'm pretty sure it was a wolf. Yeah, it wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was neat. Like the very first time, everybody like kind of perked up. Yeah. And uh, and and he he gave it. He he made the story. He said uh, they they came up one time to do a wolf howl, and there's uh, some woman from BBC Radio that uh, was there for the wolf howl to experience it. She was doing uh, some article or some recording and whatever. 
And he said she was so excited. She just couldn't stop howling and, and screaming to her. So, oh, my God, that's so cool. That's so cool. And she, so she, he said she ruined the whole thing. Don't be like that BBC woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know the last couple of years, there's been a lot. They go out, they do these big wolf howls during, howls during the summer. And I think there's they're, hundreds of people go on these. I think they're becoming too popular for themselves. Yeah. But they, they get all these people lined up the side of the highway. You get everybody, like, you get like 300 people yeah. dead quiet. And the naturalist does the howl. Yeah. And nothing. <laughs> but occasionally they do get some Yeah, response. occasionally they do. But it's just those ones you're like, oh man, all that work. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But they said, uh, I was talking to one of the guys, they said uh, when they do these public howls, generally they know the location where the wolf Well, they'll go out is. the night before. So they'll be out the night before yeah. or just from the, the, because they often do it a couple of nights a week, yeah. right? So they'll uh, they'll know generally in a sort of area where the wolves will be. So they'll have everybody drive to that location. Yeah. Do the wolf howl, and he said it, it's it's like fifty fifty. Yeah, hit or miss. Yeah, it's hit or miss. But he said more often than not, you do get a response from the wolves. Yeah. And sometimes they're just far enough away that you can't detect it, right? So, but so it's it's so neat. And but it's still the the thing of going out there. Still, yeah, it's pretty cool. As part of a yeah, you're part yeah. of a larger thing. Everybody's out there, so it's kind of neat to have the ability to have wildlife respond to. I I recall years ago. I was in the northern end of the park, and uh, it wasn't wolves. It was, uh, I, I did get a wolf response in the south end of the park, but in the north end, it was what was neat, it was a uh, full moon. You could see the aurora, and uh, so I was sitting on top of a cliff on, uh, on uh, I can't remember the name of the lake, but uh, we, we uh, made a loon call, and you could hear a chain of lakes and a chain of loons and it was a clear, clear night. There was no wind, so you could hear for a great distance. And it was neat to hear the loons on all the different lakes responding back and forth after you got them going, right? Yeah. Do you do the loon call with your hands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... That's about as good as I get. <laughs> I spent one summer just trying that and trying yeah. it. And... A little bit of practice, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I still, I've been practicing for years. Still, that's as good as I get. It's a, it's a, it's an old sick loon. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so we went up, had a great time. Yeah, it was uh, this a good weekend. weekend. Yeah, but uh, yeah, at New Year's we picked up a few tips and tricks and stuff like that, and we actually did this 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 last weekend here up at New Lake. Um, so when I slept on the cot, like we have our, our bunk bed cot thing, okay. right? Cause I figure if you're, if you're front country camping at an organized campground and you're driving in, yeah, you might as well go as comfortable as possible. Exactly. There's right? no limit. You, you yeah. don't have to worry about getting everything into one sled. You're just using the back of you know, the trunk of your car, the, or the back yeah. of the truck or whatever. Right. So we have these bunk bed things, these disco beds. So we switched the way we slept. So, you know, I had my head at one end of the bed and Tracy had hers at the other end on the top bunk. Okay. Well, this time we switched it around. And what I did was instead of having this, the stove angled, because I didn't put it straight towards the bed on the one side of the, the, cause we have the, the 10 by 10 Esther mm-hmm. tent 
pyramid okay. style post right in the middle. Yeah. So instead of putting it on the one side of the post where it goes straight towards the bed and be a bit closer because I thought it'd be too hot. Well, this time we did that and it really, it wasn't. Yeah. Right. So we switched that out and we put that stove and that opened half the tent. Awesome. It was just right on. floor space. Yeah. Right. Absolutely like cleared so much room. And the way I was, I looked at the way you had to set up, it looks like you could stoke it right from the bed. Yeah. Stoke oh yeah. Also, I, I had the wood right beside the bed yeah. at the head of the bed and then I could just reach out, open it, the the stove, yeah. put the wood in, close it. And all I had to do is move my arm out of the sleeping yeah, bag. Perfect. <laughs> so I was totally warm except for yeah. my, my arm, yeah. right? We went to a, you know, those blue Tupperware tubs, the big storage tubs. Okay. Yes. Yes. We went to a three tub system. Okay. The first tub. It's not like the three shells on that. Uh, oh, the uh, Stallone, Stallone movie. movie? Yeah, the three <laughs> shells. Um, the first tub had like our gear in it. Okay. So cooking stuff and, you know, like that sort of things. The second one had our food in it. Dry food, like war- stuff that had to stay warm. And the third one had like hats, mitts, gloves, extra hat, mitts, gloves, scarves, jackets, okay. that sort of stuff. So, and they lined right up against the side of the tent on the, the opposite side from the stove. Okay. And that still left a lot of room. Yeah. So if we knew what we were having for breakfast, we get all the food out, we get our gear out, put it on the lid of the tub that had the gear. Yeah. And we could slide that whole tub over and we had an instant table. A little table, like a coffee right? table yeah. in front of your couch. So you put your, yeah. your, your oatmeal yeah. on there, you put your coffee cup on there, you butter your toast on there. Or your, Beauty. Whatever you're making. Perfect. Right. Yeah. So we went, we went to that system, uh, the cooler outside. Yeah, I, yeah. I never thought it cause I know there's people like, oh yeah, put your water bottle in the, the snow bank and it'll stay warm or sorry, it'll stay liquid. Now, bullhooey. Um, you, we put the cooler outside Yeah, and we had like stuff inside that normally would freeze. Mm-hmm. It stayed cold, like ice cold, but it did not freeze. Yeah. So it was perfect. We had lunch meat in there, which stayed cold, didn't freeze. Um, we had frozen vegetables in there that stayed frozen. Okay. Right. So we kept that outside during the day, like right by our tent when we mm-hmm. were, when we were there. Yeah. Uh, when we'd go places, then we could move it. In, we'd put it in the trunk. Uh, at nights we would put it in the, or sorry, in the truck. At nights we would put it in the truck if we were going out for, to the warming fire. Yeah. Something. Secured from the animals. There was the Martin that was running around and we knew if we left it out, he was going to be in it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that really worked. Um, The other thing was the little, you can get at the dollar store, the little metal containers. Like, you know, when you get Chinese food, you get the little metal container with the, the little corrugate uh, cardboard lid sort of thing. You can buy those at the dollar store. So you make up your food, you fill one of those with that food and you freeze it. Yeah. Now, what we would do is we got a little shelf under our stove. So in the day, we'd put it under there because the stove's always- Still warm. Got warm, yeah. right? With some coal yeah. in it and stuff like that. And then when we get back, getting close, you know, mid-afternoon, we would put it on the side shelf. So it was- it Slowly was, warm. It was still frozen in the center. The outside was, yeah. was sawed. So you put it on that, sto- that um, shelf- and it would thaw even more. Yeah. And then it was like, well, let's get dinner going. Then you just move it right onto the stove and it was already 90% ready to go. Yeah. Do you ever use a, a cake cooling tray? 
Oh, like those wire trays. No, I've seen some people do that. Yeah, I I like to yeah. do that just because it, it keeps a separation from the direct heat. You don't have the full contact heat. You just have the, the radiating heat. Yeah. Well, because the stove's so close. Yeah. Like we can just stir it and keep okay. an eye on it yeah. sort of deal, right? Yeah. Um, so that was one thing that we learned at New Year's as well. And it's so much faster for making your meals. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Pre-cooked it, meals. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, everything pre-cooked yeah. because. That, that's what we always do too. We pre-cook everything. We don't, like if we're going to, we would very rarely cook something on the go. Like we would maybe cook hot dogs over an open fire yeah. type thing. Right. But nothing serious. Like it's, you know, usually I go for the higher energy uh, meals, like a pasta or a, yeah. a bean meal or something like that. Right. So like the just... pinto bean and pork chili we had. <laughs> And we're now regretting it. <laughs> oh, there was a fun ride home. <laughs> Stop me if you heard this one. Pull my finger. <laughs> um, of course, you know, the the uh, Ontario parks are known for their wet wood. Yes, um, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I was cutting mine into smaller pieces, which caught fire better and yeah. faster. But they burned a lot faster too. So it seemed like we went through a lot more wood than normal. Yeah. Uh, overnight. So I don't know. The trick to boiling water, because this is the thing is you put the, the kettle on and you, if you're going by your thermostat, like it's got to be pretty high to get that water to boil. Absolutely. So it seems yeah. like you're always waiting and waiting and yeah. waiting and waiting. So the first thing you do, you, you, you fill your kettle. Yep. And you leave it on the stand or whatever. Like if you have the tray on your stove, leave it on there all night. At mm-hmm. least it'll stay kind of warm, right? Yeah. If you don't have that, just leave it on the floor next to your stove. Yeah. So the first thing you do in the morning, you're free, it's, free, it's cold in there. You're going to throw wood on the fire. Yes. Put your kettle on the stove. Yeah. Get throw that, get, all the wood in there yeah. that you're getting because all of a sudden that that's going to all catch and it's just going to heat that place yeah. like it's nobody's business. And they're like, oh my God, it's too hot in here. And you're going to get out of your sleeping bag. You have to bag, get out of your sleep bag. <laughs> and that's when your water starts boiling. Yeah. I'm like, oh, perfect timing. Oh, there's a neat trick for you. <laughs> so yeah. And then, yeah, you're out of your sleeping bag at that yeah. point. So you're getting breakfast ready. Your water's all boiled and ready to go for your morning coffee. Um, Tracy's first time on snowshoes. Oh, that's I awesome. Got, I got myself a new pair of snowshoes yeah. so she could use my old ones. And, uh, we did a couple of, we did a trail through the, uh, airfield. There was a packed trail. Yeah. And then we saw somebody had taken some steps out into the airfield. So we decided we'd follow them and it was deep and yeah, she, quite the workout. She rather enjoyed mm-hmm. it. So it won't be, uh, her last time. And I uh, had my kids out snowshoeing for the first time on the weekend as well. Like, uh. Was it, uh, Sue's outdoor crew, she had some, uh, she had some of her kids, uh, snowshoes. It was yep. like a little tiny pair of tubs. And, uh, I had uh, three pair with me. So I had my ones from mountaineering, plus I had some traditional ones. And so it was like, oh, well, let's, this is uh, a nice surprise. I wasn't expecting to get the kids out snowshoeing, but uh, the small ones fit Becca perfectly. And then Stella wore my technical ones. And then me and Siobhan wore the uh, traditional ones. And all four of us went out for a couple hours and uh, we snowshoed. And we even, I got I have a picture of all, all three of them uh, lined up breaking trail, right? So even little Beckett was breaking trail in his oh, new yeah? snowshoes. Yeah. Yeah. Breaking trail, look at them go. Yeah, it was awesome. They loved it. Like, as expected, Beckett kept falling down, but... Uh, 
Like he falls down without snowshoes too. So, <laughs> but as long as he gets up and having oh, fun. Yeah. Oh, he was having fun. Yeah. Uh, feeding the birds. Oh, they loved it. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about little kids. Just I know if you can get a bird to land on land on hand, your hand, and they're just yeah, like yeah, because you, you realize how light they are. Yes. Stuff like that, yeah. Right. But Becca was saying their claws are sharp. <laughs> <laughs> they could be sharper. Yeah. Now. You had just gotten back from a trip down south. I did. And you had the RV all ready to go and winter ready. Yeah. So now I know you were kind of like, well, I feel like I'm cheating. Yes. But you know what? Yeah. You were out there and we're all looking at you like you're a wiener. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you got out there with that and you, you just threw everybody in the RV and came out. Yeah, and- it was perfect. And what was nice about it, it was uh, after my trip down to the White Mountains, it was like... Yeah, I, I don't have time to throw all the gear and get all the gear ready. We had like a 12-hour turnaround time type thing, right? So it was, uh, we, we just, like I had to recover from the trip and then I slept one day and then the next day we're up and out, right? Yeah. So, but yeah, so it's like, hey, well, I'm just going to take the RV. You know what? The amount of, like I said, there was 53 hot tents there. Yeah. There was a bunch of cold tents. There's 53 hot tents? I'm sure she, yeah, I'm sure. Wow. Marion Sontag from the Camping yeah. Family, she went around and counted. Wow. Because I, I actually got out of my tent to go use the bathroom in the morning. Yeah. And uh, and she's standing there. She's, I'm just doing my counts on how many, and doing some photos and stuff yeah. like that. She's doing her counts on how many hot tents. I'm sure she, she said wow. 53. Cool. Or somebody said yeah. 53. Well, but, there's uh, people out in the airfield. There's people down in the non-hydro sites. Yeah. There's... But they were cold tenting, they were hot tenting, there was trailers, there was RVs. Yurts. Yurts, like everything. Yeah. All all bases were covered. It was a pop, there was enough people and they were, they had predicted enough people that they actually opened up the, uh, the Mew Lake uh, check-in booth. So yeah, they manned yeah, yeah, that yeah. on the weekends, right? Yeah. Just so which they would normally would not do in the wintertime. Yep. And so they had people staffed like they were and, and what a good job they did. Like those guys constantly all day long were going around stoking the marshmallow fire and, yeah. and stoking the uh, the warm up tent fire and just, so they were everywhere constantly shove, uh, shoveling or plowing or yeah. snow blowing. So it was they had a busy weekend, those guys. Well the the head guy there, Harvey. Yeah. Um, him and his crew, even on the ice rink, they're there like six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. That yeah. Resurfacing. Watering the ice and, and, yeah. and so, and this is a big, and the, that ice rink gets bigger every year. It's pretty big. Yeah. You know, and you yeah. get the little kids out there and it's like they're on Olympic sized yeah. <laughs> ice rink, you know. So yeah. that, that's, that's really, yeah. really good job for them. Um, Saturday night, it went down to minus 31 degrees Celsius. It was a bit chilly. I heard it was supposed to go down about minus 21, 22. That's what we were expecting. We thought it was yeah. going to be minus 18. And I'm sitting there going like, it's got to be something wrong with my stove because it's it was burning, so but there was no heat. <laughs> and it was like, no, yeah. it's because it went down colder than it was supposed yeah. to. And it's like, oh, okay. So. Yeah. The first scenario was constantly on. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was comfortable. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you sit there under your sleeping bag and stuff like that. And unless you're, have your zipper open or. You know, your arms are sticking out or your face is sticking out. Yeah. You know, you're, you're pretty toasty warm. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad in there. And yeah, I mean, just open up the stove, put some more fire in, some more logs in. Yeah. Off you go. Beauty. Yeah. It was good. We had a great time. Tracy had a great time. She really, she's really getting into it now. Yeah. You know, really enjoying getting out there and not have to. So, you know, get away from this. That's good. Like it's that. good that you guys can do that together now because before you were always off doing it on your own. She wasn't yeah. that interested. Well, but now she she's getting interested, more interested. It's, yeah. Somebody had to stay home yeah. and watch the kids. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
And so, and then what I enjoy is, or what I think is great is that uh, both my kids just love this kind of stuff. So yeah. they want to go out. They want to go camping. Well, see, we had that conversation, but maybe we look at a, getting a bigger tent. Huh? So that we have room for two other people. Yeah. Right? And uh, if we end up taking the kids as well, or at least one of the kids or something like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, we've got enough room for them sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But we'll see what happens next year. So it's nice. I like your tent for the fact that it's a white tent. Yeah. It's, uh, I have the old army green bell tent, 10 man bell tent. And it's, dungeon. it's a, like a dungeon. It's yeah. like, it doesn't matter. It could be the sunniest day and it's just pitch dark inside. Yeah. And so it was nice to be inside your tent, checking it out, feeling the warmth. And it's like, it's bright as daylight inside. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's fantastic. You don't have to use a headlamp at noon. No. And you know what? That's, that's one of the things we do like about it. And that's one of the reasons I went with that one. Yeah. Um, the Esker tent is, uh, like I say, it's just the 10 by 10. It's the Cla- Esker Classic. Okay. A Canadian made tent. Yeah. Uh, but it's just four sides. And I contemplated the fifth, because there is one with five sides okay. on it, right? Yeah. And I was looking at it and I'm thinking, eh, because if you, if you get your cot in there, like the way I was thinking of it at the time, there's a lot of wasted space on that top point if you're looking oh, okay, at it, yeah. right? okay, yeah. So I just went with the four by four and there's a lot of people I know that have said, oh, I wish I'd gone four by four instead of, cause it's a bit more of a pain in the butt trying to get that fifth side out. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, it's nice. It's to sit in and you can sit there and you can read or, or knit or eat food, whatever you're. Speaking yeah. of reading. Oh, well, I... hang on, hang on, <laughs> hang on. So everybody had a good time yes. at the end of the yeah. day, right? But you had just gotten back. Yeah. And like you say, you had quick turnaround time. You went down south. Uh, Johnny Stinson. Yes. One of uh, one of our friends. You went to the Adirondacks with him. Yep. And a, and a couple others. So he just posted something. Uh, he put it up on Facebook. It's what Backpacker Magazine said about the presidential traverse. Yes. A winter traverse of the presidential range is the most coveted and riskiest mountaineering feat in the Northeast. So where did you go? (laughs) I did the presidential traverse. Huzzah! So, and we talked about this uh, on a previous episode when I went, we went down to the Adirondacks. It was a warm up weekend. We were practicing, testing out gear, make sure we dialed everything in. And all that was to do the presidential traverse, which I hadn't, we hadn't talked about on the, on the podcast as yet. So, and so what we did is, uh. A week ago, we headed down to the White Mountains, the presidential range. So all the mountains are named after presidents, right? So it's the White Mountains in New Hampshire, upstate New Hampshire. And uh, so this presidential range, it's a, uh, it's it's about a 23 point something mile traverse. You go up one side, you peak hop all the way across. Mount Washington is in the middle at the highest at 62 or 6388 feet. And then you uh, go across all the rest and come down back into the valley again. It's 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 quite the traverse. It's 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 a lot of work. And what makes it the most difficult and what creates the challenge is the weather. It is in the continental U.S. and usually it's worldwide. It's the worst weather on record. Well, you guys posted a video. Oh, of prog- the wind. Yes, yes. And it was, what was it, 100 kilometers an hour at the 
the top or more? Uh, so Mount Washington, we are seeing, uh, I think steady was about 100, 110 kilometers an hour, gusts up to 130 or something. I can't right. remember. I'd have to look at some of the details. Uh, I st I'm still compiling numbers for when we do a proper talk about this. Well, I got to say, I was very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I, I thought about, I know what you're going to say. I thought about it, but to do what you were thinking of, it's like, uh, so I'm in the middle of Traverse. I'm in the middle of nowhere. There's, there's only self-rescue involved here, unless it's pretty serious. I'm not going to be bouncing in the air to see if I can float away <laughs> and risk I spraining an ankle. <laughs> with that kind of wind, somebody would have jumped <laughs> and just to see how far back it the wind would blow, would blow you. you yeah and no one did i was so disappointed at the point at that point when we had the highest winds which was on mount washington uh so the the one who was it uh eisenhower so on eisenhower's i think the video you saw we uh when we we're on top of washington it was blowing snow and higher winds but the, it was so cold and the winds were so high that we were there and it's like, okay, we got the summit picture. Let's get out of here. And a couple of the guys were starting to show the early signs of frostbite. So we were, it, we, we were escaping. We had to get down lower and get away from the winds, right? Well, so, if we had draw, jumped, it would have just blown you. Down. Yes, exactly. That's, that's my whole point. <laughs> Tumble down the mountain. <laughs> I didn't see any toboggans yes. in any of the pictures I saw. So, so yes, we're not going to talk too much about it tonight because I want to get, uh, we're going to get a couple get of the a guys. Get a couple of the guys on. And, and you guys can discuss yep. uh, what this is like. Like I say, I mean, this is what paddlers do. Yeah. You know, one of the, one of the things paddlers do in the winter. Exactly. And, yeah. uh, yeah, we'll get them on here and you guys can chat about, yeah. uh, what you did. So I, I will punctuate it with, uh, two things. One is, uh, this was without a doubt the physically the most hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Just because of the challenge of the combined, uh, altitude gains, the climbing, the, uh, the cold, the high winds, the super high winds. So you're, you have combined it's cold with wind chill and it's, it was very, very difficult. And it was, uh, it was, I was pushing my limits, right? Well, we, like I say, you guys got a, you guys lucked out with a bit of Wi-Fi connection or something. Yes. So there's, there's towers on top of Washington. And, uh, so, and some of the lower peaks, there's, uh, there's just barely a signal. You're pretty close to the valley. Like on most of the peaks, you could see towns all around you, right? Right. So you're within a couple miles of, of cell towers. So, uh, and, uh, at Washington, we had, uh, they were able to pick up a weak cell signal. So we were able to post quite a bit along the way. Yeah. So it's, you're, you're remote, but you're not that remote. Well, I mean, we're sitting here and we're, and we're all of a sudden, oh look, they posted some pictures and they posted some video yeah. and we're just like, wow, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. Now, why yeah. isn't somebody jumping? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so it would have been me. And the other thing I would punctuate, just because I don't want to say too much about the trip until we have the other guys on, is uh, with this trip, there's uh, so there's the full presidential traverse, and then there's the northern traverse, and then the southern traverse. So the northern traverse is, uh, is a 15-mile traverse. The whole thing is 23 point something. And so there is a woman who tried to do the Northern Traverse in 2015 and she got caught out in a storm, a really bad storm. Right. And, uh, so she, unfortunately, she didn't make it and, uh, she died of hyperthermia. And so I bought the book about her story and I read the book. 
Liar. I bought, I bought a book and I read it. Liar. I finished Liar. it. Liar. Uh, I want to see proof. I, fi- <laughs> <laughs> I want to see your, your video of you I, reading. I finished it Monday night. I, and, really? Yeah. So it You was, read uh, a book. Yeah, I read a book. Wow. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard this it, first. It was amazing. Right here, right now. <laughs> Derek's book club. There's a book Derek actually read. Well, what, what <laughs> enabled me was... Uh, so the kids were playing and doing whatever and digging in snow on the weekend. And uh, I sat in the RV in the nice warmth and uh, in the mornings and I read the book each morning. And so it was nice. I had nothing to do. So it was uh-huh. like, and the kids were busy. Yeah. I didn't have to entertain them. And I read the book. Awesome. <laughs> Everybody will be excited. <laughs> now I just got about 23 other books that I have to read. <laughs> <laughs> you got a big old pile of books you got to read. One, one book. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> well, it's, it's hard sometimes, especially summer camping with, uh, with, with young kids, like a five and eight year old. And you're, there's always something to do. You're always running around doing this, fixing that. And yeah, you know. but remember the old days we used to take a book into the bathroom with you and now everybody takes their cell phones into the bathroom. <laughs> That's why no one reads as much. Exactly. <laughs> Leave the phone outside, take a book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a, a quick break here. And when we come back, we are going to talk to our brand new foreign correspondent. correspondent. <laughs> awesome. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka and Halliburton. Welcome back. So we mentioned that we now have a foreign correspondent uh, out of Wisconsin, which is... Cheese country. Cheese country, beer country, and they make some good like meats too, like pepperettes and stuff, because we've tasted them. Uh, just for those that have been following us along here, uh, we now are working with John Van Berger of The Outdoor Kind, and those who have listened to our show for a while know that we touch base with John once a week throughout last summer while he was doing his Yukon journey. He would call in once a week and we would uh, record a little conversation about uh, his trip that he was taking. And now he's actually part of our show. He's going to, when he goes down to different spots in the, in the United States and stuff like that, because we're not getting there, uh, he's uh, doing little reports for us. And then we're coming, getting him on the show here and he can uh, chit chat about him. So for our first time having John on as our foreign, foreign correspondent, correspondent, as opposed to just a regular old guest, uh, ladies and gentlemen, here's John Van Berger. How's it hey going, guys. John? That's oh, going great. Going well, great. Thanks. Well, welcome to the show. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, you're not, you're not actually a guest now. I no. know. So we I can feel treat like you I like be crap. more official somehow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're actually bound by human human relations uh, or what is it? Uh, HR. 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 HR there's HR right. rules now involved. We we can't harass you like we used to. Dagnap it. <laughs> you have to behave now. Well, like that's gonna stop us. <laughs> so John, you're uh, you're still with the outdoor kind. Yep. Which ra- raises awareness and funds for first responders. Yep. Yep. We're, um, in fact, we're getting ready. The show season, as as you guys have been uh, 
talking about here for a couple of weeks. Show season's about to start up, and uh, so we're going to be hitting a lot of the shows. Yep. And um, we've got some uh, new T-shirt designs that will be getting up online here in the near future. And um, yeah, so we're we're doing that, and um, we're going to unveil all of the kind of like the donations from the Yukon Journey and from the Outdoor Kind um, at the Quiet Water Symposium. So we've um, it's actually been a really busy period here. Yeah, I know we've gotten a couple uh, comments from people asking, you know, where's how much money did you guys get and uh, from your Yukon Journey trip and who did you donate the money to and all that sort of thing. And I just basically have been saying they're they're uh, when they let it when you guys let us know, then we'll definitely let them know. And yes, you know, it's it's. Now, I know we'd had a conversation, but it's not just as easy as saying, hey, I'm going to write you a check. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, what we want to do is we want to make sure it's going to, you know, good organizations, active organizations, and um, that can help outdoors enthusiasts. And, and uh, you know, we, we're kind of giving an edge towards paddlers with that too, right? Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, but outdoor enthusiasts, because I, I think a lot of people, we, we paddle, but there's other things we'll enjoy doing too. So... Um, as evidenced by all the paddlers that were up at Mew this past weekend while I was down here <laughs> shoveling snow off my roof. <laughs> well, actually, watching... on your roof, was, it was thick enough that you had to actually get up on the roof and get rid of the snow. Yeah, I was wow. I was considering that, and then I, I thought, my luck right before I'm you know supposed to uh, start doing all the presentations, <laughs> I'll end up on my butt, you know, so. Yeah. Flat on his back like, uh, what was that Tim Allen movie, Santa Claus? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how Santa Claus died, wasn't it? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> so now you did you did half the Yukon journey last year. Yes, and um, we are going to go up, and at the very least, we're going to do the last half this year. Awesome. Um, there's a chance that I may do the entire thing. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm just trying to work out the details on that. Trying to, my uh, my wife Jan and I are in negotiations on <laughs> how long this trip is going to be. Um, she uh, she has the patience of a saint. So, uh, but it's a long time to be gone, you know. And and yeah. so we're we're working that out. I mean, even if it's the halfway point, it's still a thousand miles on the water. Oh, so, definitely. You know, so that's it'll be a bit of time, and we're going to do it. Uh, yeah, a little bit more relaxed this year, so we're getting we're getting that kind of ready, um, and then um, starting to put together stuff um, for the big uh, winter hike this this next year. It looks right. like that's actually going to happen. Right, right. So I don't. I think we quickly mentioned it before. Yeah, um, we're going. But look- yeah, if you want to give a quick outline of what it exactly is that you're doing. Yeah, the um, so in Wisconsin, there is the um, Ice Age Scenic Trail, and it's one of the national scenic trails, and it's uh, one thousand one hundred and forty miles. And um, my brain isn't working well enough right now to to uh, convert that. Derek, you've got a left brain. You can go ahead and do that for me, right? <laughs> million. <laughs> it's a million it's kilometers. A it's a million kilometers so around Wisconsin. Give me the number. I'll, I'll Google it. <laughs> it's uh, 1,140. Miles? Yes. It's a million. <laughs> That's 18, 1,834 kilometers. 
Thank you. Wow. So 1,834 kilometers. Um, and so I want to do it in winter. And um, the uh, there's only been one guy apparently that's done it in winter before. And so uh, he was he was like 26. Uh, so like, you know, less than half my age. And, and uh, he was in shape and everything. So I, you know. Pear uh, is a shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm looking at doing that, and that's about, uh, I would start that on the winter solstice on December 21st, and hopefully would finish before next year's Quiet Water Symposium. Um, in fact, it, it sounds like if it works out right, it would be, you know, um, getting off the trail over there and, and uh, making a beeline over to the show. Wow. That's, yeah, that's so, a big walk. It's a big walk, but, you know, I mean... <laughs> I live in central Wisconsin. What else am I going to do in winter? <laughs> I'm going for a little walk. See you next year. That's right. <laughs> wow. So this route, does it go through like town, different towns and stuff like that? Yeah. So what they've done with it is they, they follow that, you know, that le level where the glaciers came down and everything. And, right. and it's about half trail and half road at this point. So you do a lot of county roads and such. And uh, so you know, it's, it's, I'm looking at different equipment for that and, uh, see what I can do about that. I had a back injury, uh, years and years ago. And so I still can't carry much. I can, I've, uh, just started to be able to ultralight backpack again, um, which I'm actually really thrilled about. So I would be taking a combination of a backpack and then a trailer slash pulk. That okay. I would oh. that I would pull behind me. So the what I'm looking at is is like those burly trailers, the bicycle trailers, right? And then having a, a pulk sit with that, so I could actually have the fat tires on that for the road sections and for small amounts of snow, and then flip it over to the pulk when you know going up hills and such. So right. um, that's the plan. I'm sure when I get out in the field, I'll find out that that won't work at all. <laughs> as it happens, <laughs> as, it, as it frequently Best happens. Best laid plans. Yeah. That's right. Um, but yeah, so I, um, uh, looking forward to it just kind of, you know, having that kind of in the back of the mind is kind of nice too. So, yeah. so yeah, so those are, uh, you know, the big things for this year. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty excited now, actually. Now going back to the Yukon journey, you say we are yeah. planning. Yes. We be. Uh, <laughs> we, well, as of right now, we know for sure I've got, you. um, me, and uh, Jeffrey uh, Gronke, who's the manager of the Yukon River Camp. Okay. Uh, and he uh, and I are definitely going to do at least half of it. Right. Uh, I've had a couple of other uh, very cool people saying, hey, I'm interested in this, and we're I'm going to meet some people out at the shows and, and uh, see if we can kind of nail down some things and um, kind of get that together, I think. So my, my goal is to have that have the team finalized by the end of March. So any uh, returnees from last year's half? I don't think so, unfortunately. Oh. Um, you know, I think I'm going to talk to talk. I think what we're going to do is we're going to look at individual boats this year um, or, you know, like a, maybe a small tandem. Um, one thing I'm pretty sure I'm going to do is fly up this time. Right, instead so, of driving. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the mileage last year was insane. So, uh, what I'm going to end up doing is, uh, flying in. There's a number of places where you can pick up canoes up there. I'm also looking at those, uh, pack boats, the 
PAK boats. Yep. And um, which are fantastic. And um, thinking about possibly uh, picking up one of those. So, yeah, it's all you know. It's uh, it's a lot of tentative plans right now. But this is what happened last year. You know, I, I put all these things kind of in in play, and then until really until the end of the show season. Um, you know, it wasn't really set. And then once that hit, then it was kind of like, you know, things started moving. So I, I imagine that's what's going to happen this year too. Right. Well, that sounds like you got a good, uh, next year planned. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's a lot of planning though. I can imagine, right? That's a lot yeah. of uh, logistics, a lot of details you have to hammer out. Yeah. The logistics up, you know, for the Yukon journey is is pretty extreme. The the Ice Age Trail thing here, yeah, you know, it's going to be a lot of logistics as well. But, you know, the nice thing about it here is I'm at no point am I more than like two and a half hours away from home. Yes. So, mm-hmm. you know, if there's an, you know, uh, an injury or anything else, it's, yeah. that's very easily taken care of. Um, if I have equipment problems, you know, whatever it is, it's not like you're out in the wilderness. So, um I should be able to to put that one together a little bit more quickly than the the Yukon trip. Yeah, yeah, and if you're if you this trail goes through towns and stuff like that, you're always hitting something along the way. You're not having to worry about big pounds of food to be carrying because you can do your some of your shopping and stuff as you go, right? Right, and you know what's funny is is you know the sort of joke with this is that you know it's it's also going to be uh, to see how many small town bars you can you know go in and, <laughs> and visit along the way because exactly you know yeah. Yeah. when you're in Wisconsin uh, a lot of small town Wisconsin uh, I think actually in the town now the town I live in is about twenty thousand people but I think there is something like sixty nine um, bars or pubs here. Um, Wisconsin, yeah, it's, Wisconsin is, uh, you know, uh, drinkers capital of the world. It's that good German heritage, right? (laughs) Trying to give the Irish a run for their money. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, for, for going out and doing that, that, uh, the ice age trail hike, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of places where you can, you know, you can get gear, you can get food if you need to make any equipment pairs you've got it so yeah that's awesome yeah so to get on to more recent things not things in the future mm-hmm. but things that have actually happened yes yes you were down in florida doing some kayaking i was i was um i was going to go down to the everglades there is um the 99 mile wilderness waterway right and it's uh you know a multi-day anywhere from eight to ten day paddle in uh, in the Everglades, but with the government shutdown that we had down here, um, that happened during my window uh, uh. when I was able to go. So when you're in the when you're in the Everglades, uh, there's really in a lot of places there's no place for you to camp except on these chickies and they're these platforms. They're up on stilts. Right. So when the parks open, you reserve those and and you go in and you kind of go from chicky to chicky and and then maybe you'll have a an island stay, you know, a third night or something, and a beach stay, uh, you know, uh, every now and then. But but you're really on the chickies. And uh, I talked to a furloughed park ranger, and what was happening was when the park is closed, you can't reserve them. So boaters would go in and poach them, and kayakers and canoeists had no place to sleep at night. Right. Uh, so he, he said, you know, the... 
they were kind of taking what they wanted and you know the paddlers were just trying to make everyone happy and and uh, he called it the wild west out there uh-huh. yeah wow you know, so yeah so so unfortunately had to cancel the plans on that but uh, still end up um, kind of on a last minute uh, whim ended up going down to Florida anyway um, now ha- have, to- have you paddled yeah. in Florida before I haven't. I haven't. So that's why I was really excited about doing the, you know, the wilderness waterway. Right. Uh, but um, I have actually wanted to. Uh, it's a bucket list activity to go down and paddle with the manatees down there. Yes. And so I was all set. I had a, a trip that was set up. I was going to be going down to Houston for some stuff, and looked at the weather, and it was really, really horrible. And for the five days that I was going to be there, and uh, Jan, my wife, was looking at that, and she said, what's the weather going to be like in Florida? <laughs> and we looked at Crystal River, where all the manatees are, and it looked really good. And she said, let's go to Florida. <laughs> so we, like the night before we were going to go, we, we changed plans and went out and put the kayaks up on top of the car and went to Florida instead. Beauty. Awesome. Now, yeah. now, the thing is, when you're doing that 99-mile trail, yeah. And you say, you know, some nights maybe you're on an island or, or on a beach site or something like that. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, there's like these big pythons and <laughs> and there's alligators. and Sorry, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I just got to protect our listeners because, yes. you know, they're going to go down. Oh, I'm just going to camp on a beach not yes. realizing they're about to die. Right. Well, you know. <laughs> these are I, things people need to know. That's right. I, I know you enjoy snakes uh, just about oh, as much yeah, as I, I mean, do. Yeah, snakes. Yeah, we're we're buddies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can give me bears anytime. I, you know, I'm, I'll French kiss I've a got... moose before I touch a snake. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there, there's a lot of, uh, and actually, there's a crocodile down there too. They're uh, they're an endangered species, but there's uh, one area in particular where, if you're really lucky, you'll get to see a crocodile. If you're really lucky, you if won't. Really lucky. <laughs> <laughs> if you're really lucky, if you're real lucky, you might see him before he sees you. <laughs> but uh, no, that's the thing that always gets me is that yeah, you can keep camp wherever you want, but you got to be thinking. Yeah, and and seriously, I have a you know I'm not it's near phobic with snakes mm-hmm. in me. It's just not a it's not a. a yeah, let's let's just say if I can avoid them, I will. Snakes are good if they're over there. Right. Yeah. Snakes are not good if they're over here. Yeah. And I don't know why. I can be paddling like in I was up in Killarney and you know, paddling up there and this light green snake comes slithering out. Or, I mean it's swimming, you know, but it's yeah. I'm I'm kayaking and I'm like what the hell? I'm in Killarney. You know, there's a snake coming towards my kayak now. And you know, and, and if, yeah, yeah, that, that's no good. No, no. It's, and it's just a little snake, but I'm thinking about the, what was that guy that had the Mississauga Rattler get on the back of his boat? Oh, oh yeah. I think that, well, didn't, he said it had fallen in or something like that, but it turns out it didn't. He had <laughs> actually grabbed it or something or. Oh, no, this was up in, this is a, a actually a friend of Alan Drummond's, I think. And they were out paddling. And, uh, yeah, Mississauga Rattler kind of came swimming up and and came up onto the kayak and got right up behind his back and was on the, the kayak skirt behind his back, just kind of hitching a ride. What? 
Yes. Wow. Yeah. There are there are pictures on Facebook of this. I saw this and I'm like, maybe I won't ever want to go to Canada again. Um, <laughs> I, I totally missed that one. But they're only oh, yeah. mildly it's, poisonous. Maybe yeah. a you only die mostly. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. By that point, I'd have a heart attack. It, it wouldn't matter if it's venomous or not. You know, it's I'd just... be raising my hand saying, "Okay, who can guess the color of my pants right now?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there, you know, those photos were on. Uh, I'll ask Alan um, because I think it was a friend of his, and he was talking about. It. I'm like, oh no, no, that would just, yeah. you know, that's a big yeah. nope. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so there's a little bit of, uh, you know, you keep those things in mind in the Everglades, but it's, I mean, an opportunity to paddle on through there would be pretty great. Yeah. Oh, I definitely will. I mean, I've seen the pictures of, as long as you're paddling and you can move, but it's the camping stuff and waking up to yes. the who knows what the next morning. <laughs> Going out at three yeah. o'clock in the morning for a tinkle. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know, eh? <laughs> Stepping yeah. on alley yeah. alligator. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Well, snakes do cuddle up for warmth, right? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, you don't be wanting that. So the manatees, though, that's something everybody says, oh, look at the manatees. That's kind of cool, right? Yeah, that was really cool. Um, the first day that we went out, we, we got down, uh, we went down, there's a place called Hunter's, I think it's called Hunter's Park or Hunter's Point Park. Okay. And it's it's actually, it's right in Crystal River, it's five dollars to park all day. They have a special like kayak canoe launch. It's great. It's uh, it's really nice, and and uh, they've got security there, so you don't have to worry about you know someone breaking into your vehicle. Wow. Um, everyone at the park that I talked to about stuff was was awesome. They were excited about sharing the manatees with people. It was pretty great, and um, so I had talked with uh, Paula Mendoza, who's on the very oh. active uh, church of the double bladed paddle. Yes. I've seen pictures and, of her in that. Yes. She's great. She's awesome. She gave me some, you know, great tips on where to go and everything. And we got down there the first day and, um, it, they were just, you know, going under the boats and, uh, they're curious and they kind of look up at you and, and it got a lot of nice, uh, photos and footage. And, uh, we had one, we had a cow come out, uh, and had a very, very small uh, baby and like recently born baby. And right. um, it was really cool because the photos, it's great because the face is so wrinkly. It looks like a Sharpay. And, yeah. uh, you know, and uh, even the boat operators, you could hear the boat operators. Um, they were excited about that because of how little it actually was. And uh, so that was really cool. Um, got to go out and paddle on my birthday and had one come up and try to eat the uh, tsunami decal off of the kayak. Wow. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> kind of came up, tried chewing on that a little bit. It didn't work. It blew some snot on me, rolled under on, under the boat, uh, kind of lifted my kayak up a little bit, and then just went on its way. Now, do they come right up that you can actually touch them? Yeah. You, you're you not supposed to. I mean, it, it came up seriously. It, it came right up to me. It saw I, I took the GoPro and I just kind of put it underwater and it saw that and it came over and it came right up to the boat and um, it was great. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it's something that I've always wanted to do. So, that you know, what a great way to spend your birthday. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Now, you met up with Alan Drummond down there, did you not? I did. He was still down there um, from his trip and so we were able to connect. So we went out and got to go paddling. He and... Uh, and Jan and I, and uh, got a chance to grab dinner, and and so um, 
I'll be seeing him tomorrow night, I think. I'm going to be uh, staying with Alan uh, the night before the uh, Outdoor Adventure Show. Yeah, Alan of Kingdom Outdoor uh, Products there. We chat with him uh, quite a lot, and he's a great guy. Uh, yeah. we've, wow, we've been out with him paddling up at Tobermore. We were checking out the uh, shipwrecks with him up there. Yeah, um, he's he's a lot of fun, and you know he's just hilarious. So oh yeah, and he, and he loves getting out there on the water and just paddling away and having some fun. Yeah. So weather weather was good while you were down there. Weather was phenomenal. Yeah, um, I don't even want to think about it right now, <laughs> especially uh, you know after these uh, the snowstorms and everything coming through. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, well you know because it seems like I mean this was just what two weeks ago two and a half weeks ago yeah, it, yeah it seems like months ago now and it wasn't <laughs> so what what did you was there anything you didn't like about paddling down there you know it, i think what surprised me was how built up around the springs area and stuff in the in the area where the manatees was i expected it to be a little bit more um rural or you know just kind of a little bit more like you're paddling down through these areas where there's not a lot of houses right and actually these channels were lined with homes really and yeah yeah and it not at all what i expected but uh, you know again the the uh, manatees didn't care the people because it was cold down there for them you know what they're used to right um, there was really nobody out there uh, it was just paddlers and, and there the we were watching the, we're paddling along, we're kind of parallel, as we were leaving, we're paralleling this, um, this big cow with, uh, with the little one. And as we're going out, there's a boat on the other side of Alan and he says, oh, you know, take a look down, it's gonna come across my bow. And this is a little girl in there and she looks down and she just, it's her first manatee she's ever seen and she's got this giggle and the biggest smile you've ever seen and just really neat. I had taken some some video and some pictures, and I said, "Well, well, you know, I'll I'll exchange information here." I mean, it was her first, you know, uh, first time she saw a manatee, so I'll get you the pictures. Right. And turns out this guy, is seriously, he grew up um, about twenty minutes from where I grew up. <laughs> oh wow! Small world, <laughs> and, eh? Small world, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I went to this high school," and I said, "Oh yeah, I worked at the bookstore about a mile from there," you know, and and. Uh, so, I mean, it was really, um, it, it was just, it was a cool experience. The, the, you know, it was, again, it was more, more of a busy environment than what I expected, but, um, I was actually, to be really, really honest, I was so impressed with Crystal River. Um, I loved it. I, awesome. I absolutely, yeah, I absolutely loved it down there. I'd go back in a heartbeat. So... If no one's been down that way paddling before, yeah, and this being your first time down there, mm -hmm. is there anything that you would recommend? Like, be ready for whatever, or bring something extra. Yeah, or... like does the does the, how fast does the weather change? Is there any real warning? Like, uh, you know, if, here you can see that there's a thunderstorm coming for hours away, right? And right. you're very rarely surprised. But in my experience down in the states, down in Florida and stuff, sometimes the, the storms can just kind of whip in and without any surprise, with surprise you, right? So, is it was that your experience? Like, or did you just have good weather? We were really lucky. We had great weather. Um, and the, I, I think we had, God, it was like one day, I think it was 30 centigrade. I mean, 
it was really warm. <laughs> and, oh, yeah? So yeah, it brings sunscreen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was, I mean, we, it was consistently nice when we were there. So I, you know, it was kind of a nice, I never thought I'd be a snowbird type. And <laughs> all of my, you know, all of my vacations, I've literally, up until, I think, two years ago, yeah. all, all my paddling trips have been, you know, northern Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan, and mostly Canada. Right. And now I'm kind of like, well, that was kind of fun. <laughs> Florida, Louisiana, Texas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. California. <laughs> so, you know, uh, yeah, I'm kind of kind of thinking that, uh, you know, Florida's kind of a cool place all of a sudden. Well, that's awesome. Huh. Yeah, it was it was really nice. I, you know, I can't think of anything for people going down there that, you know, that they really needed to know. I, I would say the big thing is, you know, make the if depending on whether you're going to drive or fly. Uh, I think renting a kayak down there was about $50 for a half a day. Wow. And so I think, you know, what you sort of have to work out is, is you know, and, and again, of course, vacation time too, right? How much time can you get? Exactly, yeah. So, you know, figuring that kind of thing out. But, but you know, there's a lot of channels down there. And then, of course, you can, you know, do the whole Everglades thing if... if if somebody's government stays open, um, <laughs> but, but we still we still get boggled by that. How can you just shut your government down? Yeah, yeah when they go home, we're closed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna ask. I want to ask if I don't have to pay, you know, like my taxes for oh, 35, there you go. 35 days, right? You receive yeah. no services. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now you know, and we we joke about that, but there's there's like you like the park service folks that. You know, they were furloughed and a lot of them went out and, and kept working. Like this guy kept working because he, you know, he loves the place where he's at. He and, didn't want to see it messed up. Yeah. And I think so, I sent you the article about uh, Joshua Tree uh, Park. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that's, it's it's unfortunate that some things do happen like that. Yeah. Um, but I think for, you know, for people that are going to go down there and want to see the manatees, I would say, you know, absolutely do it. You do it when it's uh, when it's very cold, so because the manatees will come into the springs because they're warmer. Right. And um, so the colder it is down there, the more likely it is that you'll see them. And uh, so we we were very fortunate. And uh, I think for people going down, yeah, figure out if it's you know the difference between driving and and renting uh, and time. But you know there were so many people out and and so many people that were you know, going out with somebody else and just, you know, you could tell a lot of these people it was maybe their first or second time in a kayak. So that was kind of cool to see too. Cool. So question yeah. is yeah. how many canoes did you see down there? Cause every, Ooh, everything I see yeah. is, is all about kayaks. Yeah. A lot of kayaks, a lot of stand up paddle boards. Yeah. And, okay. And I, I, I'll be really honest with you. I, I, I didn't paddle one when I was down there, but I think I'm going to maybe take a look at that a little bit more. Um, just there was something about being out there and being up. You can see better. And yeah. it looked like it It really looked like it was a lot of fun. So I think I may be um, maybe doing a little bit of that before heading up to the Yukon just to, to give it a try. Yeah, try it out somewhere like local where there isn't poisonous things in the water. <laughs> things that'll kill you. Things that'll eat you. Yeah, it, it, looks, it looks easy. Just, oh, just it's a floating board. I'm just going to stand up. <laughs> Trust me. It's not as easy as you think. 
yeah. you wibble, you wobble, and sometimes you fall in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's when Mr. Alligator is looking at you because he knows. That's right. That's right. He's, He's looking at me. Man, look at all that cheese fall in the water oh, there. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come to <But> Papa. I, <laughs> I think in terms of uh canoes, there were a handful of canoes down there, but you know, most of the rental stuff was was the the kayaks and the stand up paddle boards. So yeah. we saw a couple of guys in the, the last morning that we had gone out and, and were just paddling in and we were following them and and uh you know they had an old, you know, heavy uh aluminum uh kayak with a pirate flag on it and uh, <laughs> so you know it was uh there were only a few though there were only a few down there yeah well it sounds like you had fun down there anyway yeah oh it was great yeah it was great and you know just a chance to connect with alan and and uh you know i i got to paddle with the manatees on my birthday and i think Probably the rest of the day was spent in the jacuzzi with uh, some tequila. Oh, awesome. We didn't hear about that on Facebook, no, did we? It was, a, it was a good day. It was an awesome day. That's right. I don't remember most of it, but it was pretty good. And I do remember. Yeah, it was, it was a really great time. It was really awesome. nice. Yeah. So next up for you, there's uh, this time of year in the outdoors – with what we do is is always seems to be really busy with trade shows and and everything, but you are actually crossing the border coming north. Yes, this yes. week tomorrow. Yep, Great yeah. White North. Yeah. yeah, you are going I, um, to. The... I'm going to. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Go that's ahead. Okay. We got a a bit of a delay here on my end. I apologize. So you're you're going to the outdoor adventure show this year. Yes, um, actually, this is the first time I'll be speaking there, and so I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm going to be doing, uh, a new presentation called the top 10 secrets of the Yukon. And so what I wanted to do with that is, you know, there's a lot of stuff kind of like little logistical things for, for people that want to go up and even do like, like a two week trip. Right. There's a lot of little logistical things and stuff that, that it's kind of out there maybe, or it's, you know, kind of scattered and. So what I want to do is just kind of go through stuff for people from, you know, gear to logistics and, and ways they can extend the trip, um, things that they don't tell you in the guides or that you don't normally see online. So right. um, that is 11.15 on Saturday. And um, so if anyone has even ever thought about going to the Yukon, come on down. Uh, I'll have up a, a lot of uh, photos and maybe some video from it. Um, and I'll kind of be going through that with so. And what stage? Uh, that is the uh, adventures in paddling stage on that one. Um, and by the way, I, I am the uh, I'm the warm up band for Camper Christina. Oh, okay, yeah, right on. <laughs> she, she's she's on like right after me, so you know. Okay, so that was, I, that's that's cool then. Yeah, so um, you know, I uh, my theory is that I'll have a lot of people coming in to see. Uh, her, so they're going to go into my presentation to get the good seats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm good with that, you know. So. There you go. <laughs> you, well, from my my experience, it's usually everybody's sitting, and then when you're done, everybody gets up and leaves, and then all the people that are standing take all the seats, jump into the seats. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So um, any, anybody that's standing around, yeah, they're not there to they're see They're waiting you. for the next person. They're waiting for Camper <laughs> Christina. So, <laughs> Gotcha. Well, I kind of figured it was going to be that anyway, you know. So. <laughs> now you're speaking twice, though, at the show, are you not? 
Yeah, I am. I'm also going to be doing um, a, a presentation on uh, the uh, Oh Shit Emergency Kit. Excellent, which we've we've actually talked about, and we've yeah. talked about the uh, the winter one as well. Yes, and so I'm going to be doing that um, at 1.30 p.m. on Saturday on the Best of Canada stage. Excellent. So everything you're doing is on the Saturday. Yes. So you yeah. can get in Saturday morning, leave Saturday afternoon. So you have Sunday off. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because you guys are going to be there then on Sunday, right? Well, I was going to be there Saturday and Sunday. Derek doesn't know if he's going to be there Sunday I haven't Sunday decided what day I was going to go yet. Oh, okay. you might not go Saturday is what you're saying. I haven't decided what day. Oh, I thought we were going Saturday. Well, I, I, it's a, almost a lock that I'm going Saturday. You're just not I'm just sure yet. trying to decide whether I will also go Sunday or not. It's... Oh, I see. It's, uh, it's, it comes down to if he spends all his money on Saturday. Well, no, it comes down <laughs> to taking right. the kids skiing on Sunday. Oh no, no, they 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 told me they wanted to come to the show yeah. on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> they said something about mom's going to the spa, yeah. so can you oh, take yeah. us to the show on Sunday? <laughs> well, I'll be there both days, regardless. Cool, because yeah, you know. I'm- I just use it as an escape to get away from everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this. I've not uh, I've not been to the show, so this will be this should be pretty fun. Well, there, there's definitely lots to see there, and there's definitely a lot of people to to listen to. And uh, uh, yeah, w- one day it seems like enough until you actually look at what's there, and then you're thinking, yeah, it wasn't enough time. There's yeah. a lot a lot of different stages have a lot of different things you want to hear about and see. And right. that's, that's the problem is trying to trying to schedule your time and to get oh, everything. Yeah, trying to squeeze everything in, all the different talks yeah. and all the sh- different shows on different stages, and yeah, it's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and I'll probably I'll probably bring some outdoor kind swag to give away there, and um, you know, just kind of hoping to meet a lot of. There's a lot of people from the Toronto area that I know only through social media. So, um, you, you know, have I'm, a meetup. I'm kind of excited about that too. Yeah, they they usually I think they last couple of years they have the uh, little area after they speak they tell you go over to this little booth and yeah yeah and you can chat chat with the person that would just gave their little uh, presentation. Mm-hmm. Oh really? So, oh yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah if cool. they do that again this year, then yeah, everybody will be lining up to have a chit chat with you. <laughs> well, I don't uh, know if they'll be lining up. Maybe all five of them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, I didn't know you were coming up here today. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, well, you know, my, my grandfather was uh, from Quebec, so, you know, maybe my long-lost relatives can come over and claim me. You never know. Move on up this way. <laughs> I'm hoping. <laughs> and then you'll definitely be a snowbird going down to Florida. Oh, there you go. Yeah. See, it's all in the plans, buddy. It's all in the plans. <laughs> So then after the Toronto Outdoor Adventure Show this weekend, yes. next weekend, we will be seeing you again, but we'll be seeing you on your side of the snow wall. Yeah. Um, the Quiet Water Symposium in Lansing, Michigan. Yes. This is, um, it's a one-day event. It's put on by volunteers, and they get around 2,500 people for the one-day event. And what's really cool is, you know, you still have... Kevin Callan there. You've got Cliff Jacobson there. You have um, a lot of uh, names coming in. Yeah. In the outdoor, you know, uh, industry that are going to be at this one day 
volunteer run show. And I, I think that says a lot about the show, you know? Oh, definitely. Definitely and, does. Uh, now this will be, this will be your second time there, right? Maybe the second time for this me. Yeah. Be, this will be my third. I think this will be my, what am I going on now? Fourth. I think this one will be my fourth, fourth now. Yeah. Well, this is really close yeah. to you, right? This is, um, it's about probably about eight hours from me. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's four, five for us. Mm-hmm. See, yeah. And see, I got to go around Chicago area to get there. So that's why it's, you know, right. Can't, can't quite take that, uh, ferry in midwinter. <laughs> but the lake's frozen, isn't there a nice road? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so we're, we've actually got a booth this year, and I think if things work out right, our booth might be right next to your booth. Yeah, which would be awesome. Yeah, uh, and, uh, we're, we're hoping to be doing some, uh, recording of some of the people that are down there while we're there. We're trying yeah, to set up our booth that way, so if all works out well. You'll find a, you know, that, that show is, um, when you talk with some of like the presenters and stuff, it's, it's really cool how excited they are to come in and do this show. Yeah. And they give a lot of way, a a lot of money to charity, uh, through the show, um, water issues, uh, you know, particularly in the state of Michigan and they're, they're expanding a bit too. So they're doing, it's not only paddling and, you know, but they're bicycling and, hiking and you know they if you go to their to their facebook page you can see they they're setting up uh, i mean the number of speakers is is phenomenal and yeah, yeah it, it's it's pretty awesome and as you well know there are you know rabbits there too oh so. the rabbits the rabbits <laughs> they're the highlight of the show that aren't part of the show <laughs> I, i'm that, this is one of my goals i gotta see the rabbits again <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i mean that just took us by surprise i'm sorry but, <laughs> you know we're we're trying to peek through this little hole into what's going on in the other show and then it's like it's rabbits man what do you mean it's rabbits? Rabbits! With the rabbits! There's, there's billions of rabbits over there. And everybody's fighting to look through this little hole in, <laughs> in the you gate, can, you know. Like, you oh could God. definitely uh you could definitely smell there over there. That's oh, for sure. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, but some of them are as big as dogs. Like I'm talking St. Bernard's. Oh, they're huge. Oh man. But like I say, I want to start a fight. All I gotta go over and say is how much per pound? <laughs> and that's yeah. the last they ever saw of them <laughs> that's right yeah i think um we'll have a, a booth there we're going to uh then i'll be I'll, at that event i'll be talking about the yukon journey right and so i think that's uh four o'clock on that saturday afternoon and uh we're you know i mean this will be the first time actually going out and talking about the the journey itself outside of you know like with you guys or right occasional other things and uh, so it'll be kind of fun to to share that with people of of what that was like because we're putting together some footage from that we, we shot a lot of video up there and so we're putting together some of that now um, so we'll be able to share that with people uh, we'll be able to talk about you know the organizations we gave we gave money to some great organizations and we're excited to to kind of let people know about that and so yeah we're we're um Busy, busy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then Canute, well, actually, and then I'm going down to Indianapolis, and I'm talking at a library thing down there, and then going to um, Canute Copia the weekend after that. 
Yeah, so, that's, that's we're we're aiming for that one next year. Yeah, we yeah. we mean to go to Canucopia every year, and it's yeah. like, oh, we just can't squeeze it in. Yeah, 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 um, and it's you know it's it's a lot of time sort of to to bounce out between shows, right? Because there's exactly. three right in a row. Yeah, well, then yeah, I mean, you're heading down to Michigan, and you know, I mean, for our our biggest deal is is the exchange rate. Yeah, you know, it kills we're you. we're paying a yep. buck thirty two on every dollar, buck thirty six. Oh, buck thirty six on every dollar today. That's what it is today. Yeah, and it, it yeah. that just you know that just kills you after a while. It does. Yep. You know? Yep. So unfortunately, but uh, I think next year that's definitely being being planned, and uh, we'll be doing the canoe copia thing. But this year, you'll be able to take some information, maybe take some video. We can put up on yeah. the Paddling Adventures Radio. There you go. YouTube yeah. site and all that because you're part of us now. That's right. <laughs> one of us. Yeah. One of us. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be busy here, but really excited about it. And uh, if plans hold through, then I'll come back. I'll be home for about half a day, throwing all of the winter camping gear in the car and heading up uh, to the Upper Peninsula with a friend to do a uh, what it was it about six days. Um, Winter camping up there. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. Because that's yeah. what we do when the lakes freeze over. Yes. That's right. Hard water that's season. Right. That's right. Well, that's awesome, man. It sounds like you're having a lot of fun. You've had a lot of fun. And it yeah. just keeps on going. Yeah. Keeps on so, rolling. And I get to come over and I get to have a few beers with you guys. Beauty. Uh, what, tomorrow night? Or I guess it would be Saturday night. Saturday, night, yeah. 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 I'll have a special guest. You'll have a special guest? Yes. Who? <laughs> Be John. John. Oh, John's oh. a special guest. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know John's wondering who too. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm staying there. Who's I going to be I there was... too? Is there, yeah. there's somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Derek's got his imaginary friends coming over and John's coming to visit too. <laughs> That's awesome. You're the special guest, John. Oh, wow. Woo. I I do feel special now. He got an upgrade. (laughs) Well, the kids are counting on getting some, uh, some cheese. Yes. And I, and I, uh, went to, uh, went to the store and picked some of that up for them. So yes, they will have some cheese when I come over. Sweet. (laughs) Stella will be very happy. Here, let dad hang on to that for you. <laughs> well, I, the other night I was, uh, me and Siobhan were talking about John coming and when, when he's going to be at the house and stuff like that. And Stella from the other room, she goes, is that the cheese guy? The guy with the cheese? I like his cheese. <laughs> Hi, I'm John Van Berger, cheese guy. Cheese guy. <laughs> there's, there's worse things to be known for. Yes. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. Well, John, thanks for coming on this week. I think we'll yeah, uh, you. let you go here for now. And, so, but yeah, there, we got a bunch of things coming up and like I say, we'll see you this weekend and we'll do some yeah. chit chat in there and at the quiet waters. We're just going to be seeing you nonstop now. Yes. I think you kind of are. Yeah. Go down through the United States and re- record stuff for us. Oh no, no. Come up and see us. Yes. Come to Canada and record stuff. <laughs> like, this That's isn't right. working out like it's supposed to. <laughs> I think, you know, I think part of this is because every time I've come over to talk to you guys, I've brought like beer and cheese. Yes. And so, so it's a huge bonus know, to have you get a visit. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I kind of 
kind of figure that that's what's going on here rather yeah. than really. <laughs> okay, the whole we get this guy as part of our thing. show because he brings beer and cheese. <laughs> All right. Sound like a plan? Sounds like a plan. <laughs> All right, John. Well, thanks for coming on this week. And uh, yeah, we'll chat you with you this weekend and uh, keep on with our plans and of uh, keeping you keeping you busy recording for us and uh, reporting on different things down on the south of the border. Sounds good. Sweet. All right, we'll be talking to you this weekend, man. Okay, take care, guys. Take care. Safe drive up. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. 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 Hey, this is Sean Rowley, and you're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. To find out more about us, check out our website, paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Current and past episodes of our podcast can be downloaded or streamed from iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page of our website. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, we would love to hear from you. So drop us a line on Facebook or our website. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. Welcome back. So, uh, yeah, so I think that's about all we got this week, Derek. Uh, Just a couple of events that uh, are happening. The Toronto Outdoor Adventure Show, which we're at this weekend. Uh, yes, wandering we are. Around. We're going to be wandering around. We have no booth or anything. Uh, aimlessly. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be going around enjoying some of the uh, seminars and some of the speeches. And yeah. That'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that. And next weekend, we are down at Michigan State University in East Lansing, Michigan at yes. the Quiet Water Symposium. We got a booth there, so anybody that's going to be around, uh, definitely drop by and say hello. Yes. Introduce yourselves, and uh, we'll have a quick little yeah. chat. And you can meet our new rabbits that we're going to get. Oh, the big rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, other than that, if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and we've got some stuff on YouTube. If you want to listen to this show and many others, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Player FM, Google Play, and the episode page at Paddling Adventures Radio. I think that's about covers it. So I'd like to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Sprush. We'll see you next time. <laughs>